Hello and welcome back then to the Real Madrid podcast after the international break where we'll look back over the news from the last week or so in Madrid. Who and what has been making the headlines and we'll catch up with all the latest rumour and speculation. We begin though with the fallout from the weekend, the questions that arose from that draw with Athletic Bilbao and there were many. Firstly, uh, Vinicius again being left out of the matchday squad and then Rocky up on Sunday with the Castilla team and striking home another very impressive free kick from 20 metres out. All this, remember, was in front of the watching first-team coach Lopetegui. Pressure then beginning to gather on him to give him a place in the matchday squad. Well, second, why then, when they were desperate for a second goal to win the match, did they not send on Mariano, who sat on the bench for 90 minutes? Lopetegui himself, after match and in the days following, has concentrated on what he felt the positives were in his team's performance, highlighting the number of chances they created and the possession that they had, 60% possession overall, and they created all told 16 chances, six on target, which was only two more, actually, than Athletic built Bow. Isco was yet again not a happy man as he started as sub with the national team. He said, I have the confidence of the coach in Madrid. Maybe I haven't yet won that confidence. The view of the captain Ramos, we deserved victory, he said, especially based on our second half display. Various other interview quotes from Isco have uh, been popping up as well in the days since. All that stuff he said about uh, it was going to be me and 10 others under Lopetegui. Well, that was just the press that said that. It was never me. It's not just me in the team. We have a squad full of 20 plus other great players. Maybe they're better than me. And that is why the coach makes his choices. And again, another quote attributed to Isco, but clearly he is not happy with his current situation. And staying on the subject of those who aren't particularly happy, Navas uh, fits that category as well. His potential role now, Courtois, is installed as number one, appears to be that of being the club's number two. Rumours beginning to mount that he will seek a move away in January, Serie A being his next likely destination with the name of Juventus again popping up over the course of the last few days. Shopping lists for the January transfer window being compiled all the time by the press and medias around Spain. Marcos Alonso and the Mexican Herving Lozano top of the lists over the weekend. Those lists, of course, changing almost on a daily, if not hourly, basis. Finding its way into the Spanish medias today was the interview that's been done in the British press with Gareth Bale. Highlights of it, perhaps. The question, is Lopetegui a better coach than Zidane? Bale's answer, I'm not sure that I want to answer that one. On Ronaldo's sale to Juventus, he said, now we play certainly more as a team and on a return to the Premier League, never say never. Uh, Friday the 14th saw Real Madrid celebrate an anniversary of significance. It was the 60th anniversary of Pushkas' debut with Madrid. He went on to play from 1958, where he debuted against Las Palmas, and ended his time in 1967, playing 262 games and scoring 242 goals in the process. PSG's CEO Nasser Al-Khalifi has made his feelings very clear 
on the pursuit of Neymar by Real Madrid. He said, it's frustrating really and it simply isn't fair that other clubs talk to our players. We don't like it and we've spoken to Madrid about it. We respect Real Madrid and their president Perez, but it is important for all that nobody is working behind the scenes if you get my drift. However, this was countered by the Spanish press and media as they also pointed out that PSG themselves aren't without the odd crime or misdemeanor as they've tried to acquire, well, they went through a list, Rakitic, uh, Felipe, Luis, Pogba, Kante, all of whom were under contract with their respective clubs at the time. Now, it was interesting to see the published salaries and budgets for La Liga clubs last week. Barcelona lead the way with an annual bill of $632 million, well in excess of Madrid's $566 million. Though Barcelona's salaries do include the likes of the women's team, futsal, etc. So they do have more to pay. But it's when you look outside the top two, you see the real divide. After Madrid's $566 million, the next is Atletico with a budget of 293, but down at the bottom, spare a thought for Valladolid, who have a budget of around and about 23.8 million. Madrid, though, did enjoy a much superior revenue stream to that of Barcelona, uh, 748 million to Barcelona's 686. We'll have a bit more on that in a minute. Uh, Gareth Bale last week picked up the first award of his for the season as he was voted player of the month by fans across the social media networks. Now, the biggest name to be linked this week with a move to Spain and Real Madrid is Paolo Dybala of Juventus, who, it said, is less than happy with Ronaldo's arrival. Last season's 22-goal top scorer is set to be ready to cash out and leave in January. Now, offers do exist for him in England and Premier League and in Spain, but Madrid head the queue. Perez has the money set aside in the bank just waiting to make the right acquisition. And Dybala could very well be the man. In three successful years since signing with Juventus, he scored 52 goals in 100 games in what is traditionally the most difficult league for forwards to flourish in. The attractions of Madrid for him are going to be many indeed. Now, an interesting potential name as a transfer target popped up in the last few days as well. Mexican international Hector Herrera is allegedly the target. Lopetegui, of course, knows him very well from his time with FC Porto. Herrera's contract is up at the end of this season, meaning he is free to negotiate from Christmas. He will be 29 next April. The last six seasons he spent at the Drago. He's made 135 appearances, scoring 21 goals. He's also a 70-cap Mexican international. The cost would be uh, relatively inexpensive, but it would all boil down, really, to whether or not Herrera would be accepting of perhaps a significantly lesser role than he's been used to having. Lopetegui apparently met up with him in the recent international break. And all of this could have occurred because another rumour which is beginning to re-emerge and it surrounds the immediate future of Luka Modric. Now, he's already said that he's happy to end his career at Real Madrid, but Bayern Munich coach Niko Kovac is a big fan 
and should Modric not be happy with his role under Lopetegui, there could be an escape route. Although what's worth remembering here is that relationships between the two clubs are cordial at best. And after Hoeneß's refusal to play ball with Lewandowski, don't expect Real Madrid to be feeling particularly generous in any dealings for one of their star players. Another possible January arrival for Real Madrid could well be Frankie de Jong of Ajax. He'd been on Tottenham's radar in the summer, but they had a £40 offer turned down for him. Lovatecki believes that he could be bought for around £60 million. Now, de Jong began back in 2014-15 at Willem Trey before moving on to the young Ajax team where he played in 2016-17. Scored six goals in 31 there, and he also appeared in the first team that season as well in the squad and made his debut. Overall, he's only made 30 appearances, uh, scoring one goal at Ajax, and in the last week, He's made his first two appearances for the full national team, playing in the 2-1 victory over Peru and the 2-1 loss to the French. Straightforward, though, it will not be. As it said, the Barcelona are also interested in signing him. Now, the former coach Zinedine Zidane has been almost uh, what you could describe as being highly visible in the last week and a half or so. He was pictured watching his son Enzo in action. He's also spoken about his return to coaching. I will, he said, return soon to coaching. It's what I like and it's also what I've done all of my life. And there apparently is a list that exists of clubs that would interest him. Manchester United, PSG or Juventus. Uh, all he's waiting for is a vacancy side to go up. Zidane was also in conversation with UEFA, talking about his time and successes with Real Madrid. I always remained faithfully said to the football philosophy, regardless of who our opponents were. And on Benzema, he said, well, he is a real team player. Uh, German international assistant Oliver Bierhoff was talking about the summer search for Zidane's replacement. And he said, contrary to popular opinion, there was no contact whatsoever from Real Madrid with regard to appointing Yogi Love. Uh, Marcelo's had a few words for people over the last week or so, especially aimed at those who believe his time is coming to an end at Real Madrid. He was interviewed on his future and he said... I'm very happy at Real Madrid. It's the best club in the world and I want to play for the best. I feel great and we are an improving team with every game. <laughs> now on slow news days, of which there were plenty over, of course, the last uh, 10 days, 12 days or so during that international break, Vinicius always remained a hot topic. And during that break, his name was up there again, especially after those two goals that he scored in the mini derby. If he's no closer to playing in the first team, so the speculation goes, then a potential move back to Flamengo to play in the state championship at Christmas could well be on the cards. And on the subject of success on the field, success brings with it revenue. And Real Madrid unveiled revenues, not including player sales of 750.9 million euro. It was 11.3% up on the previous year. They posted a pre-tax profit of 43 million net 31.2. The debt remains stable at 107 million euro. Now, also revealed in the last week was the story that Real Madrid had received an offer of over 200 million for Gareth Bale from Manchester United in the days leading up to the Champions League final. But the initial delay after the Champions League win, plus Zidane's exit and Bale's desire to stay, ended any hope 
that United had of signing him. And finally today, after all of the hoo-ha heard, Luka Modric beating Ronaldo to UEFA's Player of the Year and his subsequent elevation in the eyes of some to being the favourite to win the Ballon d'Or. In fact, Oliver Kahn is the latest to come out and say that he believes he's favourite. He suffered a rather chastening experience as Croatia were beaten 6-0 by Spain. Afterwards, he spoke and distanced himself from any real interest in winning the award. For me, he said, the most important thing is collective winning. Individual prizes, he said, do not obsess me. If I don't win, so what? And that just about wraps it up for this week. Don't forget, the Champions League returns this week. So wherever you're watching your football over the course of the next seven days, have a great time. And we will be back again on Monday next week with a review of the week. Until then, from me, Tim Cable, bye-bye for now.